0: Centuries ago, the Malian Emperor Mansa Musa sent his best and brightest scholars, explorers, warriors, and artisans across the great western ocean to discover new lands. They succeeded in ways no one could imagine. Now, three thousand years later, their descendants have made a home for themselves on a new planet, and the calls of adventure and discovery are stronger than ever. Join creative director Tanya Depass as Invicta the high and old blade keeper. DJ Knight as Akemba, the Musalian Biopriest, Michael Sinclair II as Ilai, the Misejai Lightbringer, Christina Ariel as Sila919, the Monsagene Biopriest, Abria Iyengar as Koza, the Hyenol Fixer, and Ahenyo Vargas as the Storyteller, as they explore new planets, make new friends, and treat everyone they meet luxuriously. Welcome to The Motherlands
1: finale of season two of Into the Motherlands, our 22nd episode overall, 10th of this season it has flown by. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. My name is Eugenio. I'm DM Jazzy Hands. I will be your storyteller for this evening. I use he, him pronouns uh, and I am overwhelmed once again. I feel like I said that last season for the finale too. Uh, But I am overwhelmed to be here with these incredibly talented people with all of you uh, who are here to hang out and support us and hear our story. Uh, Thanks for being here. We have got so much to do, to talk about, to tell stories tonight. Uh, But the very first thing and most important thing is of course that we take a moment to introduce the wonderful faces that surround me here. Uh, on this, on this lovely eve. Um, we're going to go around, I do want to quickly say that, of course, uh, everyone's friend and and uh, the the namesake of this summer, apparently, uh, Abria Iyengar, who usually plays Koza, uh, right below me there, uh, is, is busy as hail uh, and will be doing her best to get to us, hopefully by the midway point this evening, we're crossing our fingers, uh, but she's off doing fabulous things, and so uh, we will be taking good care of Koza in the meantime. Uh, so uh, you should follow her, of course, on on Twitter at, at quiddie q-u-i-d-d-i-e if you're not already. She's doing all kinds of great stuff. Uh so go check her out. But let's go around and see who else we've got playing this evening and what is going on. Oh, I'm supposed to roll dice here. Hold on. Oh, I'll use one of my diehards. All right. So first up tonight. <laughs> it's a four. Michael!
2: Hello, hello. My name is Michael Sinclair II. I play Ili, the Misajai Lightbringer. Um, Their pronouns are they, them. My pronouns are he, him. And I'm just super excited for the finale today. So let's do it.
1: Yeah. All right, next up is one, two, Christina. Hi,
3: my name is Christina Ariel, and I will be playing Admiral Silent919, your Montsegaine bio priest, Android with the amazing hair.
1: Yes, anyway, good description uh,
3: yes. pronouns she, her, and oh, I'm so excited! It's the finale. Thank you guys for being here and thank you for all your support all season long. I'm really excited and I hope you guys enjoy it.
1: That all of that. Next up, DJ.
4: Oh, hi, I'm DJ Knight, uh, space and sci fi, drummer strummer person, but I am playing Kemba, the salient bio priest. My and his pronouns are he, him. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much for sticking around with us this season. And I'm excited to see what happens. Me too.
1: And last but most certainly not least, our host, our creative director, the glorious Tanya Pass.
5: Oh goodness, g- g- <laughs> glorious! I don't know if I can yeah. follow that. Yeah. Do <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know the glorious. Oh, I see you there, DJ. I see you. Mm. Uh, hi, I'm Tanya DePass, Cypher of Tier. Uh, I play your high and old blade keeper Invicta. My pronouns are she, her. And I've got a special announcement. It's not yet on Twitter because power outages have foiled the great plan no. to, uh, to have this up on Twitter <laughs> before we announced it. But I know D3 at C is in the chat. And I will be one of the celebrity DMs for the cruise next year.
1: Yes, what oh, an incredible lineup of folks and they've added a great one yes what else do we want to say oh no about d3 at
5: C. Uh-oh. did you put a link in the chat oh, oh no, no.
1: <laughs> yep
5: sorry we have to i have to vip you
1: <laughs> well sorry, we'll take care no of that links. and d3 will have some uh we'll have some information
0: <laughs> in the no. chat i love it
1: i love it i love it i love it streaming uh so that's streaming. that's super exciting tanya that's awesome uh christina
3: has a hand up
1: yes christina
3: Oh, I wanted to do the introduction for Quiddy and since she can't be here until Oh, later. I
1: think I think you should. I think that's a very oh, no. good idea. <laughs> oh no.
3: My name is Zabria Ingard, known as Quiddy Online. And I'm your favorite DM's DM. It's a hot Ibrea summer. She would never say that in real life.
1: Um, nope, but I but love it. That you did.
3: <laughs> and I'm really dope. Got really dope hair. My eye makeup is always on point. And I play Cosa. Your high and all dope fixer. So watch Into the Motherlands, and then watch all her other stuff. And I love her, and I miss her, and I can't wait to see her when she gets her.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're uh. all crossing our fingers that traffic is kind and and <laughs> mm-hmm. things go well, and she can get back to us soon. Something you wanted to add before we go on, Tonya?
5: Oh, just that you all should go watch her Magical Misfits, Alexandria, yeah. a limited everything else she's doing and if you go on her twitter and look at matt's tweets she's on a billboard right now in la which is really really dope
1: hell yeah oh and that cool yeah
5: oh and um bet her just tweeted if you miss seeing game changer with many of these lovely faces you see in the chat (laughs) also there uh they are replaying it tonight on bet at 10 central 11 eastern
1: i will throw it in the chat so much to do tonight y'all well, that is our crew for tonight. Clearly, we are all both excited and a little nervous about the finale. Uh, so let's put it off for a little longer while I thank more people for getting us here to our 22nd episode. Um, as usual, there are some folks that we absolutely have to thank for their incredible support. We have to thank Die Hard Dice, first of all, uh, for supporting all of our endeavors here in the Motherlands. Um, we are so excited uh, to hopefully soon be able to talk a little bit more uh, about their participation in the Kickstarter. But even so, In the meantime, they have that beautiful set of Musalian Skies dice available, as well as everything else that they make. It's all such great quality. You can go to dieharddice.com and check everything out. And when you're ready to check out, use the code ILI if you're going today. The code ILAY, is good for one more day until, well, not even, until the end of today for 10% off your entire order. If you don't get to Die Hard Dice by tonight, uh, and but still want to order, starting tomorrow, July 1st, you can use the code MotherlandsRPG, uh, and that will also give you 10% off your order. So if you order today, ILAY the order tomorrow or anytime thereafter, Motherland's RPG for 10% off your order. Next up, we wanna thank Blue Microphones for supplying us with all of these excellent microphones with the equipment we need to make sure that we sound good every week for you all. I super appreciate all of their support. Uh, been using Blue for a very long time and very grateful for that. You can check out everything they've got available on their website, uh, bluemike.com. You can check out all of their options there. We, of course, uh, wouldn't have gotten this far had we not had a system to play on. And so we want to thank the folks over at Cortex by Fandom. Our system uh, for the last two seasons has been primed by Cortex. And we are very excited to have been able to share their uh, modular tabletop role-playing game system with you all. You can follow them on Twitter at FandomTabletop, where they are always tweeting about the new projects they have. They've got some other live play shows going with their team and some of their other properties like uh, Tales of Zadia, the official Dragon Prince rpg and legends of Skull, the masters of the universe rpg so lots and lots from them uh that that you can go and check out once again on twitter at, at @FandomTabletop. and finally we have to thank twitch our episodes premiere exclusively here on twitch every week and we are so grateful that they have made space for us that they have supported us and believed in this project we are very very grateful to call twitch our premiere home so thank you for that I don't have to give you their website because well you're probably here already A couple of other notes about tonight's episode. We are giving away all of the things tonight in celebration of our season two finale. We have all kinds of stuff that you all can win this evening. Do keep an eye on the chat. The mods are going to, our fantastic mods are going to uh, give you all the information that you need uh, for the various giveaways this evening. Do be aware that you've got to be here when we draw those winners so that you can uh, hit up a mod and give them your information so we can get the prize to you. If you aren't here, uh, we will have to draw a different winner. So stick around. We are giving tonight, we are giving away tonight a code for a digital uh, handbook to the Cortex Prime system, so you can get your hands on the rules uh, that we use for uh, our game here. You, we are giving away a set of Musalian skies dice from Die Hard Dice. So hey, you know if you haven't gotten yours yet, we're going to be giving away a set of that. And we are going to be giving away five Logitech Lightspeed mice this evening. We are so grateful to Logitech for giving us a little bit, a little bit of something to celebrate our season two finale with. So lots and lots of things. As I said, keep an eye on the chat mods will uh instruct you in how to enter and if you're chosen claim your prize i'm sure i've forgotten something because there was so much today have i tanya did i miss anything
5: mice dice cortex yeah, yeah. g d3 announcements
1: d3 mm-hmm I think is
5: stuck in traffic
1: <laughs> bless her um Oh, thank you. Yes, mod. Wait, one of our mods uh, just reminded me that also stick around after the episode tonight. We are going to do a brief little Q&A with the cast uh, after we are done with the session. So we will extend a little beyond 9 p.m. tonight. Uh, We would love 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. 7 p.m. Mountain. Anyway, uh, so do hang out after we're done with our uh with our main session tonight. Uh we're gonna hang out, answer some questions, chat a little bit about uh about the motherland's experience. And so, we may yeah, even thank have you have for a that, Lady Luck. dave We may, we are hopeful. Oh? We are crossing our fingers. Yes. We so may thank have you a for wild that be reminder, dave. Lady Luck. Did you have something, DJ?
4: Yes. Uh, yes, tell uh, it's, me. It's probably selfish, but I know that the fam are <laughs> fans of the uh the gush puppies. Oh, uh, the Gush Puppy tea is live on my shop. If yeah. you want to have a Kimba Gush Gush Puppy's tea, I yeah. apologize. Uh, I I should have asked Cipher. I'm sorry for just posting the link. Please don't hate me. Uh, if you I wanted to wear do. your own Gush Puppies tea, it's <laughs> there,
1: it there. It is.
4: There it is. So sorry. many
1: good announcements. No, don't apologize. Like, so many for season announcements three. Tonight.
4: I feel like for the finale or for season two finale, I had to like at least show up and be prepared for something. So
1: absolutely, sorry. absolutely i love it i love it we're going all out for this finale all right y'all well i think that i have stalled uh in my nervousness as long as excitedness i should say as long as possible i am ready for this who wants to kick off our recap from last week
2: yo do y'all want me to do it so we can speed through this and get to the action yeah yeah perfect awesome so uh let's see uh invicta gets off silent 919's back because that happened last time uh (laughs) because silent 919 was carrying uh invicta oh you meant literally yes yes no uh invicta can carry can carry their own selves but (laughs) what happened last game and a baby
3: bjorn made of braids
2: uh so and then akimba's disc uh that he had on his neck got sorted out by some um what do you call this improv medical uh, assessment so that you know it it was a medical thing we did the whole soap note thing you know the whole the whole thing we got it anyway uh, we had to figure out what we're going to do from there so we we had a lot of debates and trying to decide what we were going to do I believe we ended up with uh, I believe who brought it up someone brought it up in the group and they were brilliant for it that the seaweed can help us breathe underwater so that was I think
1: uh, it I think it was uh was Koza.
2: <laughs> it was Koza? yeah, I thought yeah, I it was so. I thought it was Koza. Yeah. Um so that was uh decided. Uh Koza also spent all night to fix Tiwi and removed Invicta's boot at some point. Um let's see. We also while that was all happening and I was doing an assessment on Akimba or Ey they were doing assessment on Akemba. Uh, Akimba, he was akimbo was given cheese his favorite thing uh and so and he was very like he he was he was moving around a lot because i had to give him some sort of uh uh, i forget what the thing is called but anyway epinephrine that's what i thought i was Mm -hmm. i thought that i had to make sure um let's see invicta uh also had a point where she remembered uh not so uh like memories that weren't so great from her childhood, because Koza kept calling her a disgrace. So that uh, happened. And then at some point we went through with Koza's uh, plan to go to Korf, which is where the scientists um, analyze the, um, the, the seaweed or you know the ocean life around here so that we can uh, get going with the plan so that we can maybe find the other uh, mechanoid alien uh being and that's i think where we left off and i think i might have hit everything oh we have to watch out for dwakma because they're killer whales also that or they are kind of like killer whales right
1: right yeah yeah that i think that hit all the high points uh so we return to corf the Cusilia oceanographic research facility uh, which is just outside the vacation town, beach town of Mandira, where you all have spent the last few days. We think back for a moment to near days ago when you all were on a little bit of leave, having some vacation after chasing after some horrible, unidentified squid creatures from the moon of Hapalok. You were called back in because there was some sort of a strange anomalous crash just outside the city of Mandira on the beach. You investigated, you discovered that machines of some sort had escaped. You tracked one down to a mountain where it sampled several of you before it was destroyed by all of your efforts and then also some sort of volcano creature. And then as we said, you've returned now to sort of where this all started, the place that you went, as soon as you arrived here at Mandira to the Kusili Oceanographic Research Facility, you spoke with Asalje and Yaktur, uh, Salansi and the Hyanol uh, uh, researchers. You have decided to use Asalje's uh, sort of pride and joy research project, this this filtering algae that will allow you to not breathe underwater, but literally to breathe water for a time, and have decided that you're going to make use of that and head down into the depths to try and find, as you said, the second of the two things that were released from this uh, from this mysterious ship. And so as we left you last week, you all were being fitted with the masks that would be firmly packed with the water breathing algae. And at the last moment, uh, Koza, the lack of sleep from actually the past couple of nights. Koza has not had a proper night's sleep in two consecutive nights now that we know of. And it finally catches up with her and as she's being fitted for the mask, it just starts to sort of catch up with her. Her breathing becomes a little irregular, whether it's nerves or excitement or just straight up lack of sleep. Uh, and Asalje sort of sits her down and, and breaks the news to her that, <laughs> that at least at least for, for the moment, it would be best if perhaps they monitored Koza, made sure that she was all right before she goes under the water with you all. Because as, as, she, as Asalje explained to you all last week, it is a, it is a stressful process to wear these masks. And to go underwater and to literally breathe water, the sensation is very much antith- very much uh, anathema to air breathers because you have to literally take in the water as air. Um, as as uh, Koza is is being tended to and Yaktur the hyenol continues to fit the rest of you with masks and pack the algae. We uh, we head back over to uh to. The Wistful Wish, we sort of go back in time just a little bit. Just before Bertrand takes off in The Wistful Wish, it was decided that Bertrand would return to Torch headquarters to uh, take the, what remains of the self-destructed mystery craft uh, to Torch for analysis. Uh, And so we've gone back just before he takes off. You all have started making your way to Kusili and uh, Silent 919, you have been, in a rebooting process after all of the uh corruption stress after all of the sort of uh we've been calling it malware uh that you took on both from the uh, both from the original craft as it exploded and then from the uh from the uh, altercation with the first sort of probe machine uh and your reboot is finally complete and uh you find yourself on the wistful wish uh alone for the moment.
3: Tyler feels a bit disconcerted by the whole reboot process. It is actually mm-hmm. very taxing.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But she has finally sorted out her insurance issues that she was having earlier Ugh. in the trip.
1: Could have taken she ages. Has, I'm glad that happened for you.
3: She's gotten her claim approved and she is now calling in to try and talk through some of her adjustments that she's having with her new feelings component.
1: And so you, you put a little call in, uh, and at this point, Bertrand is, uh, Bertrand is still sort of making preparations to take off. So, you know, the, the ship hasn't, the ship hasn't powered on or anything like that. So you're, you're sitting in relative quiet in your, in your cabin, in your quarters, and you put the call in and, uh, go through, you know, a sort of, science fiction operator exchange to connect you know you put in your information uh the the newly sorted insurance and and you are connected uh with with someone uh that introduces themselves to you and uh and begins by asking you a few questions Uh, so silent 919 in your own words if you could what made you call today.
3: I previously received an upgrade and it was to my emotions and I'm having some trouble understanding what the point of them is because they don't make me feel anything but confused. And if that was the case, I should have never installed them. I guess I'm feeling
1: a bit regretful. Interesting. That's, that's good. You're using emotion words to describe your current state quite fluidly. I have to encourage you to understand that that is a good thing, even if not all the emotions are positive. Tell me, do you remember why you were given the upgrade in the first place?
3: I had received the upgrade because i I wanted the ability to connect with my crew.
1: And to that end, knowing, understanding that it has been a difficult adjustment, do you feel that you've been able to do that, at least to some extent, since the upgrade? I find myself
3: taking their words more to heart. Trying to match words to actions and I don't know how, I don't wanna put everything out that I think now. and Sometimes it feels, feels like that's what feelings are.
1: It is an adjustment. And you're right. In the end, once you are acclimated, and once you and I have had a chance to talk some more, you'll find a balance about when you can put those feelings out there, when and who with and how. But I want to start off with this first conversation by saying that though there are some Monsagene out there who receive their emotions upgrade, and they are able, their processors are able to acclimate to the new systems seemingly uh, immediately, without problem. That isn't the norm. It really isn't. And I want to congratulate you for reaching out, because that is probably one of the biggest and hardest steps of this whole process. And I hope that though we have only just started speaking, you believe that. Do you feel that you believe what I'm saying to you so far, Silent919?
3: Can you fix everything?
1: (laughs) I think that you will appreciate honesty from me. And so, I'll tell you the honest truth. No, I cannot fix everything. But we, and mostly you, with a little bit of guidance from me and perhaps my colleagues, should that become necessary, will be able to fix a great many things. And more importantly, by the time we're done, and that may be quite some time, and that's okay. By the time we're done, you will have the tools to fix things yourself. And I'll be here to assist when it's needed. But that's my goal, is to work with you so that you can fix things. I won't be fixing much of anything.
3: I can't say that I trust you, but I can say that I do believe you.
1: That is fair, and trust, as you may have begun to learn, is a complex emotion that requires time, and and requires it to be earned. I very much look forward to continuing these conversations, Silent 919. They will be beneficial. And I want you to know that you should always tell me when you feel that they aren't, because I will either be able to tell you that it's part of it, that the difficulty is part of it, and that your companions, your crew, know that intrinsically. They've spent their whole lives with these emotions, and they know that sometimes difficult things are necessary. It is harder for a Montsegaini to grasp when we have spent uh, our existence working solely on the logical of our programming. So I want you to tell me when you're feeling like we aren't making progress, so that we can adjust. Now, unfortunately, uh, that is likely all the time that we have for today, solely because I need uh, to collect some of your personal information. Um, I was contacted uh, by uh, the referring physician in, and you can hear sort of the beeps of, of a data pad, uh, Mandira, it appears. And we've received employment information from, oh, from Torch. So likely all of this will go through very quickly and we'll be able to speak again soon. Uh, tell me, Silo 919 how are you feeling now? I
3: don't feel better, but I don't feel worse. And I feel like maybe I could learn something.
1: I am really looking forward to getting to know you, Silent 919, because not everyone that I speak to for the first time has has the ability to have that awareness to understand that it will be a process and time will be important.
3: I am quite brilliant.
1: It shows. I'll be in touch, Sila919. And again, thank you and truly congratulations for reaching back out.
3: Thank you. Sila's gonna disconnect the call and go, that's my time. It was like five minutes.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It never feels like <laughs> enough, does it? Does it? I was just having a breakthrough. <laughs> um, cool. So at this point, uh, you know uh your your communication uh must have tipped off bertrand that you were in fact still on board uh and bertrand sort of you can hear bertrand's you know heavy footsteps and and a knock at your quarters door at your cabin door
3: yes how can i help you
1: oh uh, um uh admiral Admiral Zyla Nine One Nine, I I apologize. I thought you had gone with the rest of the crew. Uh, were you going to return with me, or, or did you want to uh, join them at Kusili? Well, I
3: should go where they are.
1: Yeah, I will happily uh, drop you off. Uh, they are expecting you too, I believe. I just um, well. I heard once that an elephant never forgets, and that's clearly not true. A, hap- a ha- and never forgets. I don't know what words are today, apparently.
3: You forgot the words, so you have thus proven your statement.
1: Uh, I, y- yes, yes. Indeed. Why don't I take you over to Kusili before I return?
3: That'll be acceptable.
1: Oh, excellent. Thank you, Cap. Uh, uh, admiral, admiral. Ad, yes admiral yes thank you admiral, admiral Silent 919 uh, thank you admiral Silent 919 uh and so bertrand will uh will go and uh will give you a little a little lift over to kusili uh which you which you should put there uh, which should put you there uh at about the time uh that the last of the crew, uh, of the rest of the crew is being fitted with masks. Uh, Koza is, is uh, uh, disappointed, but acquiescing to Asalje's suggestion that she stay behind at least for a while. Um, and you can rejoin your companions uh, as they are getting ready to dive down under the ocean. And of course, you as a Montagene, you are, you are welcome to take one of Asalje's masks. Uh, but as a Mantegaine, it is it is not necessary. I'll pass. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so the rest of you, uh, Sila Nine One Nine uh, comes strolling into into the room. Uh, we didn't talk about the little uh, the little scene with Sila back on the on the ship before we started. So I will give I will give all of you the benefit of the doubt that you did indeed know that she was coming and that Bertrand would uh, would drop her off. Uh, you certainly didn't forget the great admiral. Uh, so uh, Sila walks in. And uh, and and you are all all met together again. At least for a few moments until you get under the water.
2: Um I see that you're back. Everything okay?
3: I uh, guess you could have waited, but
2: okay. Um well I guess our apologies. Um, we were just trying That's to awesome. Make sure that the other um, thing that we're looking for doesn't maybe get too ahead of us.
3: All right, then I'm here. Let's go. All right. I'll take the lead. of The thing I know absolutely nothing about.
1: <laughs> That's all right. Silent nine goes over <laughs> to the hatch, opens it up and just dives down into the water. Uh, Yachtor sort of laughs uh, and Asalje like, lets out a, a little sort of uh, whoo, uh. Uh. Oh, um. Uh, uh. Okay. Um. Well, you're all ready, uh, and so you all can take to the water as well. Now, it's not as we discussed last week. You all have these masks fitted. Uh, you know, in your in your brains, that you can breathe the water, but your body thinks otherwise. Uh. So, tell me what. Tell me what that is like. I, don't, I think there's going to be there's going to be some roles while we're exploring underwater because it is a lot. But I, I don't think we need one just for you first jumping in, um, first jumping into the water. But t- tell me what this experience is like for each of you.
5: Invicta uh, hates it. She, yeah, because a she's feline.
1: Right. So just water in general.
5: <laughs> I mean, she bathes, but sure, sure, but. There's a difference between taking a nice hot bath and jumping into this water and feeling the water go in her mouth. She is internally freaking out. Yeah. Also this would be my IRL response because I have a terrible fear of drowning. Oh no. Uh, So I know we're not really doing this, but my brain is going. And then like once she can actually breathe, she's like, oh, uh, okay. I'm not dead. Cool. Yeah cool. I, I guess this is okay. But her brain is sort of going between, thanks, I hate it. This feels weird. And okay, I can breathe, sort of. I don't know how yeah. this works, but <laughs> I guess it's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly that. And that's sort of what Asalja said. You know, she said that the first breath was going to be the hardest. And then it would, you know, it was sort of even out after that. And it, and it does. And it's it's pretty quick. It's just, it really is that first one. Uh, Ikemba or Ilai? Uh
2: Yeah, so Ilai is going to slowly approach the water and, and say to themselves all right just to trust the equipment it's just like other times <laughs> where you're in the water and so like slowly gets in and you see like i like just try and get this over with and like basically suck in like the water through their their mouth and nose like you get that sharp pain feeling in the back of your sinuses
1: yeah uh,
2: and they're just remembering like doing the helicopter trainer rollover in the water when like <laughs> because they're part of a a search and rescue thing. So Uh they're just like, Uh this sucks. Let's just get through the the worst part. (laughs) So that's what they're doing. They kind of like convulse in the water, but then everything's fine. And then they're going to keep moving.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, You did a very smart thing, but I don't want to say it yet because I want to find out what Akemba does first and then I'll comment on it.
4: Akemba is just done with the concept. breathing water but he's also intrigued by the idea of breathing water so rather than be tentative he just kind of just like jumps in the water head first and just tries to just like look get it done the faster it's done the faster we're ready to move so he just yeah just dives head first into the water like let's get it done
1: you were all very clever about this, because one of the things that, that, that Asalje uh, sort of realizes, we, we cut back to, to Asalje in, in her lab, and she goes, Oh, I really should have told them not to be careful not to swallow, but to breathe. Uh, oh, well, hopefully they'll... And she sort of watches and just waits to see if any of you try to, like, swallow the ocean water wow. first, because that will definitely require a change of mask. But you were all very clever. You did it all in one. And it's just gathering data. Like, what's up?
2: What is she doing?
1: (laughs) I mean, she doesn't not have her data pad with her. Okay. okay. (laughs) Uh, excellent. So so there you all are. You're you're under the water. You are breathing. You are adjusting to this new reality um, (laughs) for you. And and you can see, you know, from here, you can sort of see the lights uh, of the Kusili center above you sort of lighting up this beautiful crystal clear. I mean, there, you know, it's, it's very, uh, it, is, it is crystal clear water that you can see through. The lights are penetrating through to a good depth at this point. In fact, it's, it's fairly, it, well, it's not shallow, but it's shallower here. So you can see the sandy bottom. It's, it's really, I mean, you all can feel about it however you want. But if I were there, I would think it was quite lovely. Um, and Asalje and Yachter have provided you all with some pretty powerful light sources for when you get a little deeper, a little further from the surface, if that becomes necessary. Uh, and probably some other things that we will discover you need along the way, and that's fine. Um, and, and so the goal is to find the other machine thing. What's the plan for doing so? I
2: guess you had a plan i was about to say i guess we should go towards like at least the 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 shore because i imagine like we're entering some sort of under the cove kind of Mm -hmm. underground like tunnel water thing to get to where we're going and then we find like the beachhead of where that creature just went so maybe try and follow those like if there's any tracks or if they left any hunks of metal on their way out or something to the sort if they like you know bore through a whole bunch of kelp like that's right
1: okay so you want to go back back. and and start tracking from the beach uh
2: yeah or from nearby the beach anyway right we're not getting on the beach but like near that place and then going because that's the only thing that makes sense
1: yeah absolutely one of the other things uh that that asalje actually that Yachtur provided you all with uh is just a little a little navigation device that uh that that they programmed to uh to give you the the trajectory because if you 'll remember these two actually saw the crash and then saw the the things eject uh, and so Yachter was able to sort of give you you know whatever trajectory they were able to see in that very brief moment to at least give you sort of a direction that it was headed, so armed with that, uh, you all can make your way back to towards the towards the beach where the crash site was. And uh, you know you've also been provided with flippers and whatever swimming aids, whatever you may need. Uh, of course, Sil- Sila, nine hundred and nineteen. What is what? I didn't ask you because you don't have to breathe. But I want to know what Sila nine hundred and nineteen underwater looks like, real quick.
3: It's Admiral Sila nine hundred and
0: nineteen.
3: Mm, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so actually, Sila, as she did a dive backwards into the water. She lands, but it's not like a, you would think it might be delicate, but then you remember she's machinery and she slams into the water on her back and just kind of <laughs> like paddles down. Yes.
0: Yes.
1: Totally horizontal and just like paddles herself under. I love it. I love However, it. However, uh, I would like
3: to clarify uh, that as she goes underwater, she does enter a water mode and her hair is covered with a swim cap.
1: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And does the swim cap have a little, like, uh, I don't know, like a little port that a braid could come out and be a little propeller for you to help you move along? Oh, no, you could she say no. With I her just toes. oh, she does it with her toes. Oh yes. yes,
3: she actually uses those to paddle. But the best thing about it is because of the nature. Like when her fro comes out from her braids, her uh-huh. hair just goes. <laughs> And it closes yes. over and just becomes self contained That's dope. That's dope.
1: Okay, cool. I had to know. So uh, the four of you make your way back towards the beach. It takes a little while going underwater. You're keeping your eyes out for any other signs of of you know something unusual that you might see. Um, Yakto assured you all that the Jawakma don't generally come in this close to shore, so you're you're okay for all of that. And we get to we get to the beach, and you know what. Why don't we, I think, again, because we're underwater, uh, I think let's do some rolls. Everything is a little bit more difficult uh, because you're having to swim underwater, because though you're getting more used to the breathing underwater, that still takes a toll. Um, You know, you're going to get cold under there, X, Y, Z. So, yeah, why don't we hop over and maybe we're going to get ready to do some rolls, shall we? Mm All right. So um, we're looking for these things. We're looking for signs of passage uh, by by this machine. Um, barring any evidence, you all at least have a direction to go in. But certainly, finding some evidence of its passing would be very helpful. Who would like to start to take point on this? At least, at least here at our first, at our little outset.
0: <laughs> um,
1: my mm-hmm. was like, absolutely not me. Oh, cool. <laughs> Akemba, you want to give it a go? Yeah. All right.
0: Let's All right.
1: It. So uh, put together a, a dice pool that is about searching, tracking, uh, uh, you know, whatever observation, notice maybe, if that's a thing you've got. Uh, and I will roll up a difficulty because this is a test, not a contest. Yay. Do you have any uh, remaining stress, Akemba? No. All right. So I don't get to add any dice.
4: Yay. <laughs>
1: oh,
5: darn. What will you do? You <laughs> oh, don't...
1: darn. What will I? Holy bananas. Okay. What will okay. I do? Uh, all right. So, so far we got life is logical. Yep. I feel that. Notice. Excellent. Love it.
4: And Anything I'm, else you want to listen? Because I feel like this is an exploration task. I want to go knowledge. I feel like Akemba has a pretty good knowledge of what's going on and you can get a pretty good knowledge of. What's going on? Because he's a bio priest, but we are not looking for information of already known things. We're looking for things that are down here. So it's exploration, for sure.
1: Okay, I like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely.
4: Okay. And let's see how horrible this plays out.
1: I'm excited about it. Wait, I'm on the wrong screen though, so I can't see.
4: Okay. Well, you know, could have gone worse. I would like a plot point to whatever, like to not have one of those. That that whole hitch. I don't like it. (laughs) Can I help? Usually.
1: Usually you can, uh, you can add a, uh, you can use a plot point to add a die to uh, your total, but unfortunately that doesn't apply to hitches. Mm. Uh, but hey, I'll give you a different plot point. Now, did I hear Invicta that you wanted to uh, to assist Ikemba here?
5: Yes, if possible.
1: All right, so what I'm gonna say is, uh, why don't you put together a dice pool of your own oh uh, and go ahead and roll it up. And then depending on how it goes and the effect die, uh, we will we will see what we can do for Ikemba's number right now. Ikemba though, I will buy that hitch off of you. Whatever whatever this, however this ends, uh, y- you know, water is not a musalian's natural habitat. Uh, and so we're gonna give you a D6 of exhausted stress, just swimming all the way out here. You're, you know, and it's not about fitness. It's just about, this is a very specific physical activity uh, that, requires, that requires quite a bit. So, um, all right, Invicta, what you got going? I have seventeen, but I did get a hitch. Yeah, you do. Okay, great. So here's what I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna buy that hitch from you. I'm gonna give you a plot point and also give you a d6 a d6 of <laughs> a d6 of exhausted. I, didn't, no. I can't believe it's taken 22 episodes for that to happen. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, So we'll give you a d6 of exhausted as well, but that 17 is well above mine. In fact, it is a heroic success because it's five above mine. So the two of you together, uh, I will say, uh, are able to find uh, some... There, it's not you know there are no tracks because there are underwater currents and it's sand and that's been washed away. But I like uh, you know suggested earlier that maybe you look at look to the to the plant life down here and see if there are any unusual sort of breakages or things like that. And you do in fact find a uh, a sort of tangle of seaweed that looks like it was ripped out and then sort of discarded. And you see several uh, like piles of this through this sort of little uh, seaweed forest as if something sort of motored through it and kept grabbing chunks of, of seaweed and just dropping them as it went. So was a little trail of uh, seaweed breadcrumbs, as it were.
5: Well. And they're there. <laughs> I was like, hey Kemba.
4: I was, I was just like, Invicta. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was both. just like the eyes, the eyes have it. It back, This invicta. is both underwater, so they're
1: just like. <laughs> looking for it, not really seeing anything. Invicta comes over and, and tries to help out, sees one of the piles of seaweed, taps you on the shoulder Kemba and points to it and you see it and then just look back at Invicta and the two of you are just nodding at each other. I will go to
5: the seaweed
1: then.
4: <laughs> We're both the seaweed as, as a unit.
1: I love it. Oh, all God. right, so lie and Zayla and I would like you see that these two, and you all I, now, you know, now that I they're will, over there, uh, I will
2: also do uh, the first underwater sigh with like a real big air <laughs> bubble. Well, it's not an air bubble, but you know, you get it. Like, yeah, I effect. get it.
1: I get it. Oh,
4: so... shade would come from Isla. <laughs> did there?
1: That's it. Yeah,
5: yeah. I but I, I gather bright. the seaweed and okay. Look, and, and I, and I'm disconcerted if... being underwater. I don't belong here. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Uh, Invicta. since you're going to gather up the seaweed, you can see that it, it looks like uh, you can see where part of it was just ripped roots up. Uh, and then you also see bits of it that look like they were sliced by something fairly sharp because they're really clean sort of cuts through the stalks, uh, through some of the seaweed stalks. Um, and it, it almost maybe looks like it got caught in a, in a particularly sharp propeller of some sort is sort of the feeling oh. that you're getting from these from these seaweed piles that you find. It's almost um, like a
5: thresher or like a farmer would have on dry land.
1: Kind of, but they're so they the piles are a little bit smaller than that and they're more irregular, but other but the actual markings on it, yeah, pretty similar.
5: Okay. Um I I tried to I I'm a little freaked out by talking underwater. <laughs>
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I
5: I convey that to everyone then I even like hold up the really cleanly cut ones and go and (laughs) hold up my dagger and I'm like (laughs) I charades I don't know
1: I love it I love it you could probably talk to each other I think it sounds deeply strange Uh, but you know basic communication is yeah exactly basic communication is probably sort of possible you know
5: God, do we sound like a Charlie Brown teacher
1: (laughs) I don't have my trombone with me to give you a proper. Um, great. So you all see this trail of them. You can follow the trail of these piles of seaweed uh, to at least to the end of this sort of seaweed forest, uh, as it were, or patch, whatever it is, you know, field of seaweed. And once you are out past the the seaweed, you can see like one more pile beyond it. And then that trail runs dry as it were uh, perhaps the not the best turn of phrase for an underwater exploration but what are you gonna do uh, and so what are we looking for next we don't need a roll yet though we likely will soon uh and i would love for it to be from s- someone else uh but what are we what's the next thing that you all are looking for because you know i think at this point it maybe hits you all now that you have sort of lost the first trail of breadcrumbs that this was a couple of days ago and you all have i mean for all intents and purposes a whole damn ocean that this thing could have could have gone to ground in uh so what are we what are we looking for what are the signs what are the things that you're sort of trying to eye
3: well i I, believe oh no you go ahead well that's what i said earlier that i should be ahead of the mission but you all decided to go ahead and take the lead because i was going to suggest that perhaps i just scan the area for life forms, but what do I know?
1: Sure, sure. I think that is, I don't think we need a roll for that. Uh, I think we can just know that Sila is scanning for life forms. Uh, and what you what you immediately get uh, are a couple of things. The first thing is that you can tell that, that a few kilometers off, sort of in the same direction that you all have been heading, you get a couple of Mm, massive readings, uh, and and you know uh, Saljay and Yaktor could have given you a bit of a bit of a heads up uh, that there are there is likely a pod of Doakma uh, two two and a half kilometers uh, ahead, continuing on in the same direction. They don't seem to have noticed you all. They're not they're not menacing or threatening in any way, but they are there. You also get little. They are not quite life signs. They are biological signs, uh, but they're, they're tiny and irregular and, and just sort of scattered uh, about, I don't know, maybe 200 meters ahead of the edge of this uh, seaweed plain. I believe that we are
3: coming upon some more duakra. Would you all like to charge in recklessly or would you like to assist your Admiral with the plan?
2: Uh, preferably, probably the second part. The, the first one sounds a little bit foolish.
3: <laughs> What's foolish about it?
2: No, oh, nope. Uh, it's a fantastic idea, Admiral.
3: We would have surprise on our side brute strength, if you include me. Uh, and we could get in and get out.
2: Some of us don't have strength. It's really hard to form strength on the water because we don't have anything to push off of, really.
3: Oh, it must be really hard being you sometimes. I understand. Sila. Oh, 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 we got there, though. I was acknowledging his feelings in the matter, at, or their feelings, at being slightly... Less adequate at not having my experiences.
0: That works for me. Worked
3: on this.
1: You got there. Mm.
0: There's some improvement.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's a process. You are doing a great job.
2: So are you. Should we continue on your second plan?
3: My second plan is a very good plan and a very, very solid plan. Uh, Akimba, would you like to start?
0: (laughs) I'm not exactly sure. The plan. Yes, Akimba, the plan. Here's the plan.
4: I'm are we sure? drown. It, it felt like there was just shade being thrown around. So I wasn't sure if there was actually a plan or just shade being sprinkled upon one another.
2: There's no shade right now. That's all sunlight coming through the
0: water surface. You I... know what I mean, I lie.
3: There are only bubbles.
0: You're both well... towing with me, aren't you? You're towing with my
4: emotions.
3: <laughs> what is the plan? I believe that we... I, enter from multiple sides.
4: That seems prudent. Two and two that seems quite smart. Let's do this.
1: I know. All right. So it sounds like two and two, and we're going. We're just pushing ahead to these other strange signatures that you were getting, uh, Sila Nine One Nine. So, who's who are our two groups? Ily I will go and with Scylla. Sila. Yeah. Okay. And Akemba and Invicta, the eyes, Oh, well, you're you, all eyes. The, the eyes S- have not The I eyes have not I have no hope. Um, all right. So Invicta and Akemba, uh, Ili and Silent919, uh, you push forward. And Silent919, uh, about, you know, you, you've got your two groups. And when you get about 200 meters forward, uh, you can, you are able to sort of lock in a little bit more on these readings. And they are definitely... These smaller readings are definitely biological in nature and they seem to be sort of buried, not very far, but a little bit underneath the sand in this area.
3: I would like to tap on the sand.
1: Um, yeah, so you, hold please, I need to die. Please hold. Okay. Uh, So yeah, you tap on the sand and you, you know, you sort of tap and and you begin to get through, uh, you know, the sand and then your finger stops and there is something, (laughs) there's something cold and solid, Uh, maybe just rock, but you're getting this like, again, pseudo biological signature from it. Whatever it is under the sand there that you've that you found.
3: I'm gonna to turn to Ayla and say I think this was a very good plan.
2: It's a great plan, it seems like did you find something?
3: I'm seeing the signatures here, which implies that they might live underground, so I'm knocking before entering.
2: Ah. Um where are the
0: others are they? Uh, they should be on the you, other side
1: what a great segue uh so we we pan over to invicta and Nkemba. and you two don't have uh the benefit of sila's uh, uh life form scanner but uh you two know that uh she noticed things here uh i don't think you would know yet that they were under the sand but you know that you're in the area where sila was detecting whatever this weird pseudobiology is that she's detecting um, what are you all doing about it? if anything
5: um i oh, go ahead
4: ladies first good work.
5: I know I was gonna um I was gonna look at Akemba. it's like you're a bio priest. Could you sense a life form?
0: I never tried that. It's not a bad idea.
1: I like that I like that um what do I want you to do?
4: <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, here it comes. I do, I, like... here's,
1: here's, what I'll, here's what I'll do for you. I do want you to roll for this uh, mm-hmm. because it's something that you haven't tried before. Um, but I, well... For what it's worth, I will be nice. Just don't roll more than one hitch. Because uh, I think this is, I think this is, I'm just curious w- how well this goes. You will be able to do it. I'm curious how well it goes. So if you put together a pool for this, I'm curious to see that. And if you roll a single hitch, I will ignore it and pretend it isn't there. <laughs> if you roll more than one, I i can't help you, but.
4: <laughs> so uh, I'll put, put together my pool. Uh, Great starting with Life is Logical, because reasons. Actually, it should probably be uh, Bio-Priest, because that's a more fitting thing. Sure. Uh, notice, because I imagine he kind of wants to notice what's out there, and then exploration, again. because I we're looking it. for something that we haven't found yet.
1: I love it. Roll it up. Just got to be to six. Okay, there's your nine. There's your one hitch that I will ignore. You open your senses up to the code of life and it it takes you a moment because what you very quickly realize which you know akimba might have known intellectually but the experience of it is very different the ocean is full of life everywhere right there are microscopic organisms everywhere there are tiny you know krill and plankton like organisms everywhere so when you open up your awareness to the logic and the code of life around you it's a lot it is overwhelming it is it is sort of everything but you're eventually able to you know where you should be looking you got a description from from silent 919 and so you're able to focus in and you're able to also see in a similar way that Sila does these irregular shapes all over the ocean floor here, a little bit underneath the sand. And with this, you can actually see, you know, risk and reward. Uh, you can see a little bit more that the life signatures or the, the pseudo biological signatures that you're sensing, they seem to be covering or attached to, these strange irregular shapes. Not that they are the shapes themselves, which sounds probably very confusing. But in a few moments, it will make more sense. Um,
5: do I notice Akemba looking kind of overwhelmed at first and focusing on?
1: I, I mean, again, I don't want to. I don't want to speak for any of our player characters, but I, I mean, I think uh, you know, Akemba. Do you want to? Do you want to speak to that or
4: I mean I feel like we've been on enough missions that it's fine with the camera if she's like close enough to yeah. see it because that it would yeah. make perfect sense that being focused, like he's right. like in it right now. So he's just like he's looking at an he's kinda of like feeling where it is, but not sure he wants to talk yet. So he's just, just kind of right now, just focused.
1: Cool. Um,
5: I, I'm gonna let I'm not going to bother Ikemba, mm-hmm. Um, but I do notice something has kind of got him focused after my mm-hmm. question.
4: And he, yeah. like, points in the direction that he's looking, because he feels her, like, looking at him. He points at it just, like, he's still trying to, like, gauge everything. Like, there's a lot of life that he has never felt before. Like, yeah, yeah, Like, sensing ocean life? Like, okay. Like, yikes. So, like, he's in the midst of an ability he had but didn't know so he's just like way overwhelmed but still like in it so he's just very very focused mode right now
1: cool so then invicta you can see where uh where it is pointing uh towards you know the closest piece of whatever this is uh underneath the sand
5: um i'm gonna well can i do this underwater i want to pull my blade and kind of poke at where he's yeah, absolutely. Focused. Because my brain just went, this would be harder underwater.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. It, there's definitely like a little resistance <laughs> as the water like fills the scabbard or whatever it's being held in. And you sort of have to, but yeah, you can absolutely do that. Oh, so this now. This poor uh,
5: leather, this poor leather.
1: <laughs> so our timelines have synced up now. And uh, Silent 919 and Invicta are both sort of uh poking at whatever is under the sand. And Uh, the disturbance sort of clears away some sand and both of you find irregular shaped bits of metal, of that same metal that was part of the ship on the beach, part of the thing on the volcano. But these pieces, there are a couple of things about these pieces. One is that they look like they were blasted torn apart something something ripped with the this metal construct to pieces and scattered the pieces all over the ocean floor here the other thing that you notice is what Ikemba and Silent 919 were getting life readings from mm. coding parts of all of these pieces of metal is a the only reason i say it is familiar is because there i can't imagine that any of you would have forgotten the experience on board the wistful wish fleeing the hapalock moon there is a goo a sort of a sort of slime that you all saw once before when you brought the hapalock on board the wistful wish and that is where we are going to take our break for this episode Thank you all so much for hanging out. We are going to take a short five minute break. We've got so much more to do and so little time to do it in. So go grab a bio, grab a water, whatever you need. We will be back in as close to five minutes as we can manage. They have discovered the remains of this probe. And apparently the hapalox are afoot. We'll see you all very shortly. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for hanging out. Hope you took care of yourselves during the break and are ready for us to wrap up this season. So uh, our crew is underneath the water. They have found at least some parts of the remains of probably another one of these mysterious machines. And it seems, at least the current evidence, seems to point to the fact that it was destroyed by a hapalock by one of the squid creatures that they encountered on Hothere last season. So, uh, you all, both of the two groups of two, uh, so Eli and uh, silent 919 and Akemba and Invicta, both of you have the same uh, or about the same information. What are you doing with it? I think you're muted, silo 919 And Invicta. <laughs> but everybody's muted. Everybody unmute. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying, Christina? Go ahead.
3: I was saying that I'm going to try to flag down Invicta
1: uh-huh.
3: and just kind of make a chop at the neck kind of signal to like maybe we should stop digging, but also turn to eye and say, I remember this goo and I'm not a fan. Yeah,
5: I just...
1: I, uh, Sila, of course, is able to speak to all of you underwater with no problem because she just, you know, yeah. from a from a speaker, so she's the one of you all that can talk with no problem. Sorry, Eli, go ahead.
2: Oh no, I'm just gonna slowly back up. I'm gonna back up like five, five, eight feet. Just <laughs> sure, just,
1: sure. You no, know.
2: nope.
3: <laughs> and so Sila's gonna amplify her voice from under the water with her typical. Tilt back screaming sound that comes out, which is probably not the wisest thing at this point. It is but what it is. Needs to be heard. Uh. I think that we should be on high alert and very careful.
2: Are you telling us or the whole ocean?
3: <laughs> well, some of us can speak loudly and some of us can't, but we need to make sure that the message is relayed.
1: Was it relayed?
2: It it loud and clear,
1: quite literally. Um, everybody, as Sila makes this proclamation, uh, you all hear it. Sila, I assume you've got your your life form uh, sensors going the whole time. Looks like the Duakma are okay. <laughs> they didn't, you know, they didn't react. They it's okay. Um, but you do see little, little life signs that are buried all over this area where you got the readings from the, from the metal, uh, you see little more active life signs begin to make their way towards the surface. Uh, they were fairly deep down, uh, but they, they, are, they are burrowing upwards, as it were. You can sense them, and can but you can as well with your sense, though it's a little less clear for you uh, exactly where they all are. And we see all of this, right? But at the moment, Justikemba and Sila919 are aware of whatever is coming up from beneath the sand, uh, but you all certainly heard Silas yell. And there's about, you're getting about four or five different readings that are coming up.
4: I kind of push this, to just, just like kind of sign it in as best as possible.
1: Yeah, yeah those
3: yeah. aren't actual signs. I don't understand what you're trying to say. You're exasperated.
5: Oh. Okay. I I actually look at everyone and I'm like, we should go up.
0: Just gonna start
2: uh, you know, doing some Flying. large you know, large breaststrokes. <laughs> I you want me to do the full motion? You're gonna I do. it's gonna get yes, cut I off. Do. I know how to actually <laughs> swim, but doesn't look right on camera
1: <laughs> <laughs> no but i sure did want to see that whole process yeah all right so you all can start to to make your way up towards the surface so that someone other than <laughs> silo 919 can say more than two words at a go um as you all uh ascend i, I I mean, again, I hate to assume, but I can only assume that at least one of you is likely keeping an eye on the ocean floor below you that you leave behind. Uh, and you know, you all were warned, you're not that deep. This is still a relatively shallow part. You know, you're not in the Marianas Trench, the Musalian Marianas Trench or whatever, but you, you're going up slowly enough to be careful of, of pressure sickness and those sorts of things, uh, depressurization sickness. And, and so you see All anyone who is looking down uh, can see these five things pop up from underneath the sand and you only get a brief glimpse at them, but you are absolutely sure that they are Hapalock in nature. They look like the things, the little things that attacked you all on the ship that came out of the, the main hapilok's body, but they don't come after you. They don't chase you up. You watch them break free from the sand and then immediately shoot off in the direction, uh, actually in the direction of the Doakma, sort of out, further out to sea as you all uh, ascend back to the surface.
4: And so arrive
1: on the surface so you can talk now sorry i should have yeah said that's that. what i was gonna
4: say <laughs> yeah yeah sorry sorry
1: so you see that happen unless someone wants to do something else you all arrive at the surface and can can actually have a proper conversation
5: um do we just spit out the seaweed? What do we do with it?
1: So the seaweed is in a, a mask that is like pretty tightly held to your face, so you can, you know, like we are also practiced at after the last sixteen months. You can, you know, hang it off of one side. You could hold it under your chin. You could take it off altogether.
4: Uh, well, I, just a, a question for technicality's yeah. sake. Yeah. If we're breathing water. If we uh-huh. try to talk we didn't have to expel oh. the water yeah so like there would it not it be is. a good idea to keep the mask on until the water's out or do we yeah. have to take the mask off to expel the water
1: it's not gonna be super pleasant either way, but your mm-hmm. guess is that it probably will be better to try and expel the water while you still have the mask on, actually. It's and it's pretty mm-hmm. porous to the water, as you've noticed. So yeah, that would probably be the better
2: choice. I'll start us off. I will Great. do yeah. <laughs> I will rip off the thing. And then you're just gonna see me coughing and yeah. then like also projectile like nostril stuff because yeah. that's how this works. Yeah. Good times. I'm gonna get some seawater
1: and wash my face. It's a it's a really wild feeling too, Ilai, because um, you as you take the mask off, you can see how the the algae, the seaweed, the whatever it is, has almost a sort of. Um, what is the word I'm looking for here? Like attractive property to the water. So mm-hmm. as you take the mask off, it sort of the, the, the algae itself sort of begins the process of pulling oh. the water from your lungs. Uh, and then, you know, you help it along. It's not, it's not cute, but you know. This is, it is similar
2: it is. to like a movie where all of humanity are batteries and uh, that whole not fun time.
1: <laughs> I did not even think of it, but you are not at all wrong. <laughs> cool yeah
2: it's worse
1: it's worse
4: <laughs> desmond just is uh can uh, is just like uh he's up. He puts his imagine head though if desmond was here imagine second, though I'm like so ikemba puts his head underwater after watching ally go through that he just puts his head underwater and just like breathes out or just mm-hmm. breathes in and then puts his head above water and just breathes out as deeply as he can to see if that will help get as much of the water out of his lungs as possible yeah and i, I don't know how it goes I, I you would know better a, than i
1: i think it's a very sort of neti pot experience for you mm. Ikepa, uh, which is not super pleasant but certainly a little better than what poor Eli just had to deal with yay yeah yeah and hey both of you those sinuses have never been clearer truly true indeed mm. true indeed uh invicta just because uh the other two air breathers have uh mentioned it uh how does how does invicta do with this uh,
5: she watches both of them and uh-huh. she just like finds a, a spot and mimics Des- er- <laughs> <laughs>
1: now now we've done it now it's over and
5: she mimics Who oh boy a kemba kemba Look, y'all got me messed up. Is this a crossover
3: episode? To be fair, my bad. Oh, that, no. that was all my fault.
2: Sorry, fam. We got Mileti laughing too.
3: Oh no! Oh
2: no! Sorry. Oh goodness.
1: It's okay. I yeah, just I,
2: I mimic a camera. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And same sort of thing. Nice clear sinuses. You know, we'll focus on the po- accentuate positive. Accentuate um, the positive. All right. So you all are up here. You are clear. You've cleared your lungs of water. You can have a conversation about whatever you just saw down there.
5: Hmm.
3: How would you all like to proceed after you've made such showings of yourselves?
5: Well, you know, (laughs) those of us that actually breathe had to get the
3: water out. Oh, is that so? And so like at this moment, Sila, like she's up, she pushes her hands back over the swim cap and then her fro just pops out and she's like tragic
4: that must be nice to easily do that
3: i
0: no, shake my, my fur
5: off right on in, <laughs> right on sila
3: wow yeah almost just saved your life probably and say you repay me it's, it's rich so how would you like to proceed
4: Ah uh, <clears throat> seems that, though, they've gone in the direction of the Duakma, which is probably a problem. Considering how our last encounter went with them, I don't imagine it being a gentle experience for the Duakma. But also, they're massive and could kill us, just the Duakma alone, so it's a very interesting situation to be in.
3: I think we should contact Torch. Tell them what we've seen thus far and ask them how they'd like us to proceed.
0: I... We oh. don't
3: know what we're facing. We don't know if they're half-lots. We don't know if they're dual alots
0: Valid points. Oh. Hmm.
3: Mm. I like to err on the side of doing the most practical and responsible thing that we can. And I think that that's what we should do.
4: It would be a way for us to get a better understanding of what Torch would like without endangering ourselves needlessly. Valid. It.
3: Sala is gonna throw her head back, open her mouth, and you'll hear the... Now calling Torch. Torch Torch headquarters. How may I direct your call? Um. Yes, this is Admiral Silent Nine One Nine.
1: Uh, confirming. In personal information. My apologies, Admiral. We do not seem to have an Admiral Silent Nine One Nine on our rolls.
3: It's Admiral Silent Nine One Nine. It's been updated in my personal system. You may have it listed as. Captain Sila 919, however you should update your system.
1: Oh, um, interesting. Let me have a little chat. And then you hear in the background, you hear a door open and a familiar voice go, oh, just pass her to, to me, please. Uh, and you hear a little bit of a, a whispered conversation. And finally, uh, the voice of Major Raffia uh, comes over the line and says, uh, hello, hello, yes, Sila 919, my apo- apologies for that we will discuss the problem when you return. Is all all okay?
3: Um, Not at the moment. We have just returned from the dive point and the signatures that we found are showing haplock. But we also have sensed another large heat signature and I'd like to know how you'd like us to proceed. I would like to err on the side of not just going in and setting off a bomb and leaving because that just doesn't seem very fair but what would you like us to do
1: well uh, your timing was very auspicious auspicious i just received word from bertrand that he is returning with with the remains of the original ship and said that you all have have quite the story about some of the things that came forth from it at this point my first first priority is your safety with bertrand arriving soon hopefully with the remains of the ship ship we will be able to begin analysis to see if these crafts are in fact in fact related to the hapalox if you have found ev- evidence of hapalox in the area best to clear clear out immediately We still are not exactly sure what their motivations are nor how to effectively deal with them.
3: I can assure you that I remember this gel. I remember that
1: feeling. There are haplogs in the area. Would it be possible for you to collect, collect as much of this evidence as you are able to. Please do not put, put yourselves in any undue danger. You are a valuable, valuable team to Torch, but the more information we are able to use, to have at our, at our disposal, the better equipped we will be once a firm course of action is, is decided upon. I have the
3: piece in my hand.
1: Hi. Excellent.
3: You should always take something from the scene. You never know when evidence comes in handy.
1: A paraphrasing of the crime scene investigator's uh, handbook that I I read. But yes, excellent. Do be sure and bring that back with... Oh, uh, one moment, if you would. I'm getting another communique from Bertrand. Uh, Would you mind, mind if I put you on hold for a moment?
3: and she begins playing her hold music as she waits
1: incredible so it does seem like that conversation was uh was on speakerphone so the rest of you heard the the whole of the exchange and uh while while you're on while you're on hold with major rafia uh, if there's anything you all want to want to do or discuss now is the time
5: Should that piece just be in her hand? Should we put it in a container of some kind?
0: Probably a good idea.
3: Oh, Sila opens her chest and she pulls out one of the sandwich containers.
1: Yes, yes. Would
3: anyone care for a sandwich while I'm in here? No. I like.
2: Yes, I would I would like a sandwich. Swimming's hard work. I mean
3: it's been underwater. It's closed. It is vacuum sealed. Excuse me. I didn't say it was a bad sandwich. The egg salad has been chilling.
1: Are we The cucumber water is per- These are
3: yes. the most crisp cucumbers <laughs> that if I could taste, I would ever have tasted in my life.
0: All right. If we were on solid
4: ground, I would have a sandwich. It does sound nice, but
0: I prefer not to
4: swim and eat simultaneously.
0: I mean, I've, I've done
2: it a couple of times. It's, it's actually quite nice.
3: Well, we don't have 45 minutes for you to wait.
2: <laughs> my sandwich then, and I'll take the sandwich and start <laughs> treading water and eating my sandwich. <laughs> I going to put it. Go ahead.
3: Inside the <laughs> egg salad that she just handed him, the container, she's going to place the piece that's covered in the Habalock gel.
1: Great, great. And you can actually, you know, they, they're about, they're maybe roughly sandwich sized actually, but they're much thinner. So if you, you know, if you want to grab a Kemba's piece as well, you can put both of them in that container. That's fine. Um, great. So Ilai is happily eating an egg salad sandwich in the middle of the ocean. Uh, <laughs> Silent Id19 has, has some hapalot goo-covered pieces of these mysterious machines uh, in a sandwich container. I love it. Um, and eventually, uh, Major Raffia comes back on the line, uh, interrupting the conversation, uh, and says, uh, yes, uh, crew, uh, I have linked in Bert- Bertrand to this conversation. Something rather stra- strange is occurring hello everyone uh, hi uh, i lie and december and, and, and victor and silent 919 admiral syla and you hear major afia just major afia is a montsegne she does not have to breathe but she lets out a sigh uh admiral sila 919 and uh and koza hello to all of you um the craft or the the wreckage that i am transporting is is making a rather strange sound
5: i'm sorry what
1: um I believe I have run some preliminary scans. I believe that uh, something in this wreckage is transmitting uh, somehow to something.
5: Does it sound like it's counting?
1: Oh, uh... No, it's more of a a light beeping noise. Uh, does that perhaps sound like counting to to someone, perhaps to Silent Nine One Nine, Admiral Cap? Oh,
5: is it at an interval? Uh,
1: it's rather rapid, I suppose. Uh, it sounds a bit like this: uh, beep, 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 beep.
4: Question for you, Bertrand. Has it always been that speed?
1: Uh, yes, it's quite
0: consistent.
4: This concerns me. Oh. I feel I'm very concerned of what happens if, if
0: that beat uh. solidifies. You should you, you should learn the ship. <clears throat> uh, what was that? I Ili- like. You between oh. your sandwich, I Ili- like. <laughs> learn the ship.
2: <clears throat> A
1: plus.
3: Abandon the ship.
1: Oh, oh! Do we really think that is necessary?
3: Yes.
4: Yes, oh.
5: Me
1: too. Oh. Would you
3: like to try and see if it's not?
1: Uh, I suppose not. But this is the, the wistful. I can't imagine abandoning Bartrand, the wight. Yes. Do yes. you want to die? No, no, I don't. But I, I. You don't can build
5: another to- ship.
3: We can't get another you.
1: All all right. I, I... And Major Rafia sort of interrupts this conversation and says, Bertrand, now hold on just a moment, please, please. Can you examine the wreckage and tell us what you see? Uh, certainly, Major. And, uh... You can hear Bertrand sort of walking through the ship and Major Afia continues and she says, now I, I understand your con- concern here, but we are detecting a transmission coming from the, wistf- the wistful wish. I understand your concern that this is a further self-destruct self mechanism, but I don't believe you mentioned a communique the last, last time you experienced this. Is that correct?
5: correct but we we're will make also sure. mm-hmm. running ahead. for our lives
1: my guess is that well my hope is that we have a bit of time and bertrand comes on and says uh major uh, i'm here with the wreckage uh there is a s- small red light on the largest piece uh that is flashing in concert with the beeps Uh, that's all that I can see. Should I be looking for anything else?
3: You should be leaving!
1: Uh, yes. I don't
0: know who outranks
1: whom anymore.
3: I am your admiral, so listen to
1: me when I say, get off the ship! Silent 919 is not yet an admiral of Torch. Tor- this is I my am... crew. And it is my opera- operation, Silent 919 Don't misunderstand- I don't care. You care
3: about your mission. I need you to care about my people.
1: There is a silence on the line for a moment. And the uh, very brief, but noticeable considering how quick the Major was to reply up to this point. And, and after just the briefest moment, Major, the, the Major, Major majorifius says, um, very well, Bertrand. Yes. Please set the autopilot for Torch, Torch headquarters. If the wreckage does not in, fa- in fact explode, we would still like to be able to examine it, but I will, will, will concede that the concern is well-founded. Aye, yeah. aye, I, 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 it will take me just a few moments to prepare the autopilot and then I will, I will, I will abandon the wish. as Bertrand goes to handle the autopilot and everything else, um, you all begin to notice that the sea where you all are treading has gotten (laughs) choppier. And there is a groaning, a deep... You can feel it as much as you hear it. A deep sort of groaning sound coming from way deep down and getting closer. Like a ship? Maybe. It's about, it feels like it's about the right size, but you all are, you know, you didn't see anything, but maybe but it's coming from all, from, you know, ocean floor, it feels like.
4: We should move and we should move now. Yes. And then the camera just turns, it just starts. Yes. Out.
1: We don't need to move to the rolls table, but I would like swim fast dice pools from everyone, please.
4: Hmm. Um, Oh boy. Life is logical. Survive.
1: all right i will so we will start with the canvas there you go all right uh we're going to start with the canvas since you put that together your number to beat oh hey you want to spend a plot point and get rid of that stress because i rolled a hit uh, an opportunity
4: yes please and thank you
1: all right so get rid of your uh get uh, or step down your stress to a d4 i didn't know uh, i had stress
4: Ooh, good know. you
1: had the six from the ah, the six of exhaustion from the true. search uh so pop that down uh get rid of that and roll up your pool. All you got to do
4: is beat a six. Also, I'm rolling again. Oh, did you roll? Yes, it was. An I eight.
1: missed the result. What was the result? It was an eight. Oh, great! Hey, that'll do it. That'll do it. So you are swimming very fast. Who's up next?
5: Um, I rolled. I got a fourteen. I got two sevens.
1: All right. I and my to... effect
5: die is a D10, but I got a six.
1: Great. I need to roll up for you since your stress is slightly different. 14 oh yeah hey i rolled two opportunities that time so if you've got the plot points feel free to buy down any stresses that you might have and you are swimming very quickly out of the way who's next oh
5: yes i'm getting Um, rid of that injured and insecure
2: i'll go next here and lightbringer focus and power uh because uh lightbringer they're using their physical attributes to swim. Focus, because we have to get out of here, and power, because they're trying to power through this, so I will roll this.
1: Y'all, I spent all of my dice luck in that combat against the machine, because I rolled a two and a one on my dice. All right, uh, I'm here. Uh, all right, great. We will trade, well, we'll just trade our ones, so no stress, no new plot points in either direction. And you got a six, so Ilai is motoring, which just leaves us with Syla.
3: All right, so I am going to also use focus and power. Great. And then I am going to pop out my braids that work as propellers and have them flick to help me move faster. That is going to be.
1: Don't... The suspense hey, <laughs> yes, that is a 10, that'll do it. Uh, I am going to buy that stress off of you, take a plot point, take a D6 of exhausted stress, uh, but you are all fast enough that you swim your hearts and or synthetic hearts out. Uh, and at the very last moment, a, a rather large wave pushes you all along just that extra little bit of distance as something rises out of the water. And at first you think perhaps Invicta, you have the right of it. You think perhaps this is a Hapalock ship. It looks sort of similar in shape to the ship that you all, once you had you know uh, taken care of its cloaking abilities that you were able to sort of see with the long sort of tentacles in the back, But you realize that it's not, in fact, a ship and that the tentacles are all attached to something way down at the ocean floor. And the nose of what you thought was a ship begins to, it's sort of sitting on the surface, and the whole thing begins to tilt at an angle so that the nose of this, whatever it is, is just beginning to point up towards the sky. And as this wave sort of pushes you all the last few feet away from whatever this is, a deafening, almost like, like a dragon roar mixed with a foghorn mixed with an alarm bell, roars out and an enormous multicolored, it almost looks as if the, the, the beam that it comes out of this thing is being split by a prism, a multicolored beam of light fires out of the nose of this thing. Whatever it is, and out into the sky. And the last thing that you all hear before another wave overtakes you and pushes you onto the beach by Mandira is Captain Rafia saying, "How strange, we've we've lost contact with Bertrand." And that's where we're going to leave this season.
2: Wow. Into the motherland. How
1: dare you? What? Wow. Okay. I'm Um, so mad at you right now. You can all be mad at me. That's fair. But you all know I love the old slap and tickle. So here's the tickle part. After that hell of a slap. It's a wrap. You We're all done. will be cool. able to find out <laughs> in four weeks what may or may not have happened to Bertrand, because Into the Motherlands is coming back for season three.
5: Hey. Oh my God. I figured you'd cliffhanger, but why would you? Jess, I need to text Jasmine and tell on you. Please. She probably Actually, had a say in it. Telling.
3: I'm if anybody you. had a
5: sprinkle to do with it. I'd have been there. I'm texting Jasmine. I'm still telling her.
1: You give her my number if she has anything to say. Tell her to text me back. Um, Can you yes. believe
4: what he just did?
1: It was a hell of an ending, but the good news is uh, on Wednesday, August 4th, we will be back for another 10 episodes, another season of Into the Motherlands. And that is in no small part because of all of you incredible folks who have been so incredibly supportive of us over the last 22 episodes. We will be back. There is more, there is more, there is more. That's all I'm going to say. There's so many things that I want to say, but I don't, I'm not going to, because y'all got to wait till the 4th. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We ended a little bit early so that we could have a little bit of time for a Q&A, but I do want to take a moment before we hop over and have some uh, other folks join us uh, to do our, our outros, because y'all, if you haven't picked up on it yet, this crew of people is doing big things and I want you all to know all about what everyone on the crew is up to. So let's go ahead and take uh, a few moments while everyone continues to yell at me in chat, which I will happily take.
4: Uh, <laughs> so I know you're doing uh, it right.
1: Let's go on for a moment and uh, and have everybody let folks know where they can find you online, what you're up to, as much as you can talk about, uh, I know we got a lot of NDAs swimming around this cast, uh, but uh, let people know where they can keep track of you at least for the next four weeks until they see you again here for season three of into the motherlands uh let's go you know we'll go in <laughs> uh we'll go in the same order we started in. so michael you want to start us off yeah what up
2: uh hello my name is michael sinclair II uh i go by Michael Crits everywhere um i do i'm a professional ttrpg performer so i am on this show i believe um what, there's another show I, I don't know if it's been announced Anyway, there's another show that's going to be continuing soon, which is super amazing. And then I have Faith Forge Academy podcast, which is a podcast of D&D in the uh, Fay Wilds. And then I have Second Star to the Right, uh, a D&D game that's, uh, it, that takes place in Neverland. Um, and then I play lots of the Magic, uh, Magic the Gathering. So you'll see me doing that during my off time, sometimes on my Twitch channel, sometimes on social media. Um, so, yeah. And then... There are other things coming down the pipeline, but I am so excited, can't say anything. It's, I'm like, my excitement is clawing its way out of my body, I'm trying to contain it. It's it's not, I'm not okay, but it'll, it'll be okay. Eventually something will be said and I will be okay. But anyway, keep a lookout for that on my Twitter. Awesome.
1: Yeah, I love it. Uh, next up, we have Christina.
3: Hi, y'all. I am mad at Eugenio. That's fair, no, I will I'm- take that. <laughs> Oh, I re- I saw you go in there and I was... Anyway, hi, I'm Christine Ariel. You may know me from such things as internet. I am the host of Star Wars The Higher Public Show, as you can see from my awesome Jedi shirt that I am wearing for The Higher Public that just came out from out of print. So I'm super excited about that. I have a new episode of Star Wars The Higher Public Show coming out. We have a bi-monthly release schedule to coincide with the release of the books. So please check that out. The last three episodes are up on StarWars.com. You can find that on the front page. And also, I announced yesterday, or Star Wars announced yesterday, I will be hosting a panel for Lucasfilm Publishing at the Comic-Con at Home next month, July 23rd. So please be on the lookout for that. I have other stuff that I am doing that I cannot tell you about. But other than that, oh, please remember that if you want to get caught up on motherlands and you do not have time to watch youtube or on twitch that you can find us on all of your podcast platforms including apple Podcasts. you can catch up on all the episodes of season one and season two of into the motherlands before we go into ah, season three that's so exciting it's so cool that we have this but you can find me online on all the things at Christine Ariel, k-r-y-s-t-i-n-a-a-r-i-e-l-l
1: That's it. Moving on over to DJ.
4: Oh, hi. It's me. I'm DJ Knight. I play a lot of video games on the internet. Primarily, I also am in another uh, tabletop role-playing game, which I was priding myself on (laughs) having gone all this time without mentioning one of the characters in one of the other games. And no, today was the day it ruined. And then just the ruination spread. So yeah, yeah, I'm on the Black Dice Society with our lovely lovely Tanya Depass. I play a like and throw. I'll be on there tomorrow. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, yeah. And uh, also, I just I'm here a lot. I play a lot of Wednesdays and Thursdays are tabletop days because that's where I'm at. So we're gonna have okay. a month of no Wednesday tabletop. It's gonna be weird.
1: We'll uh, we'll find something to fill your the giant motherland shaped hole I'm in your heart sure. for I'm weeks. <laughs> I love it. Ooh, I'm so
3: sorry. No, but I just go. remembered
1: something. We got time.
3: <laughs> There's a Kickstarter. It is live now. I'm doing a show called, with a Shipwreck Comedy, Oh yeah. called, uh, it's the Headless Horseman series. It's going to be awesome. It's me. It's Matt Mercer. It's Gabe Greenspan. It's so many people from StarKid and Shipwrecked, and it's really, really cool. So please go and check that out on Shipwreck Comedy's Twitter and support us. We are very close to our Kickstarter goals, and we still have guest stars that have not been announced yet. So help us out with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that. Uh, all right. And Tanya.
5: Oh, hi. Sorry, I was trying to do with the tweet that we're getting a third season. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, hi. As DJ said, uh, you can find me tomorrow on Black Dice Society. I play Fen, a draw down here, Blood Hunter. Um, so that's tomorrow. Sunday, I get to hang out with Eugenio again. On, no, you don't. Uh, no, that's right. It's a holiday. I love it. um next sunday rivals comes back we are in on the road to 100 episodes we are in our 10th season and i've been there since the beginning it's been wild so again if you like rivals of Waterdeep, we have put out a call on the twitters and by email to our friends please share your favorite clips send us a lovely message by video or something tiktok smoke signal something and tell us what your favorite memory of 10 seasons of rivals are um and then, again, not this Sunday, because we took the holiday off, but right after Rivals, I'll be going into Dungeons Do-Rags, uh, DM'd by Critical Bard. So good. It's an all-black D&D cast over on the I Need Diverse Games Twitch channel. And uh, this is all Milady Confetti's fault in a very loving way, because she had never been in a campaign before. So she's playing a very snobby aristocrat. So let's hope that we don't come to blows in episode <laughs> two. Um, <laughs> and uh the tweet is out about d3 cruise so if you wanna if you feel comfortable traveling next year come hang out and i'll be a dm so there's a lot more that i still can't talk about <laughs> yes dj
4: i just wanted to say can we get applause in the chat for the name dungeon and Rags? because that's is- <laughs> yeah, right it's yeah, so amazing. good that is it's amazing. so good
1: everything
2: about oh, it that- oh, my
4: rag yeah. is literally over here somewhere <laughs> I got to keep this tied down so it Mine doesn't too. It's right there here. to the side right there
5: you know <laughs> so D- DJ we got to get you on there though like if one of us is out you got to come and fill in
0: <laughs> I love it I love it
1: uh and I'm Okenya I'm DM Jazzy Hens uh be nice to me on Twitter, please. I, it's a game and a story and I had to tell it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DM Jazzy uh, I do stream here on Twitch a couple times a week. You can find me at my channel, twitch.tv slash DM Jazzy uh, I think Tanya sort of told you everything I'm up to because I do most <laughs> of it with her. Mm-hmm.
5: Um, you're, you're, you're stuck with no, me, Yannio.
1: I mean, I'm not mad. Uh, no rivals this week. We'll be back next uh, next Sunday. Uh, what, the 11th uh, for our next episode of Rivals as we march to 100. Um, we did announce on Monday that Courts of the Shadow Fae, uh, which was my uh, d and game over on the Cobalt Press channel on Monday nights. Uh, we have finished up our season, but we are also over there getting another six episode season, starting probably in August. Uh, we met the Shadow Queen and she tasked us with some exciting things, so we get to, uh, we get to finish that up uh, starting in August, so keep an eye out for that. And I think we, did,
5: we forgot you, Henio, or we forgot you, Henio. we forgot a Bria. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I didn't uh, forget. I was getting to her. Well, <laughs> but okay. you go ahead and do you. No, no, no. You do the thing because uh, I don't I don't talk anymore. I
5: talked all day. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to have words for you, young man.
1: That is fair. Oh,
5: um, but oh since God. I'm wearing oh. my EXU shirt, I wanted yeah. to do it for a Bria. Yes, I did go change clothes because it arrived during the
4: first half of the show. Hell yeah. Um,
5: But our lovely Abria, hopefully will be able to join us for Q&A. She's been fighting LA traffic this whole time. But you can find uh, Abria as a DM of Exandria Unlimited, a short run over on Critical Role, Thursday nights in their normal time slot. And also, weirdly enough, since we're finishing this season, you yeah. can go watch her on Dimension 20 where she is a DM of... Uh, I know there's Misfits in the title. Misfits in Magic. Thank magic. you, Misfits yeah. and Magic. Uh, same time that we're normally on, so you can still get your dose of Abrea until we come back in August. Yeah. And is on a billboard. I said it earlier, but it's really dope that our friend is on a billboard. Yeah, it is. Go follow Abrea everywhere. Quiddy. Q-U-I-D-D-I. And hopefully she'll be with her, be with us for the Q&A. And we have confirmed there will be a Wild B-Day Walters in the chat.
1: We will see you all in five short weeks. In the meantime, please stay safe. Please stay healthy. Please get that vaccine as soon as you can. And as always, happy gaming, y'all. See you soon.